black helicopter crowd notion. The tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. It's crazy, but now they're right. Black helicopter crowd really is upset. The people are stupid and they're drunk. There'll be a revolution and they're going to lose. There are too many guns and too many people ready to fight them. I am a man of peace, but we have gangsters running this country. Criminals, gangsters. We're normal. We see total criminal takeover, the death of freedom. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm trying to awaken people, but look at the morons around you. They're zombies. joining the online studio you are unmuted and can speak with the host from the wbhn network this is black helicopter news i'm andrew robinson thank you for joining us today on this saturday september 14th 2019 this is episode number 126 entitled gottlieb the plug and for the next 30 minutes we're coming to you live from the wbhn podcast control center here in neptune new jersey now we have a great show for you today folks we're going to be talking about a new book by stephen kinzer poisoner in chief the cia's secret quest for mind control torture lsd and a poisoner in chief so all that and much much more on this edition of the show so let's dive right into things the cia's secret quest for mind control Torture, LSD, and a Poisoner-in-Chief. This is on NPR, written up by Terry Gross. This is in Author Interviews section of their site. Author Stephen Kinzer has a book coming out. Well, it's already out. It's 354 pages called Poisoner-in-Chief, Sidney Gottlieb and the CIA Search for Mind Control. True story, folks. Not a conspiracy theory. Well, actually, this is one of the cases where they said... We were, and then we were vindicated when the truth came out, when it was declassified. So, around the time of the Cold War, the CIA became convinced they were paranoid. They were being conspiracy theorists. <laughs> they were convinced the communists had a drug or a method that could allow them to control the human mind. So, in response, the CIA began its very own clandestine program called MKUltra, to search for a mind-control drug that they could weaponize. MKUltra operated from the 50s to early 60s and was, was created and run by chemist Sidney Gottlieb. Stephen Kinzer is a journalist who spent several years investigating this program. He called this operation, quote, the most sustained search in history for techniques of mind control, end quote. So a lot of his experiments were secretly funded at universities and research centers, according to Kinzer. And while others, or there's others too, that were conducted in American prisons and in detention centers in Japan, Germany, and the Philippines. Many of the people, his test subjects, were unwitting and had no idea. They just endured psychological torture from electroshock to high doses of LSD that's according to his research. Gottlieb's mission was to create a way to seize control of people's minds. And he discovered it was a two-part process. First, you had to blast away the existing mind. Second, you had to find a way to insert a new mind. They said they didn't get too far on number two, but they did a lot of work on number one. Yeah, and you should be proud of yourself. Yourselves. 
Yeah, you got a good work. Probably got a pension. Spent a lot of time trying to blast away people's minds. All in the name of science. Oh, and because of the top secret classification, it's impossible to find out just how many people were truly affected. They don't know how many people died, but they know people died. And many lives were completely ruined. In the end, Gottlieb came to the conclusion that mind control was impossible. And after MKUltra was shut down, he went on to lead a CIA program that created poisons and high-tech gadgets for spies. So if you want to learn more about this book, check out Poisoner-in-Chief by Stephen Kinzer. Remember I said the CIA is shipping in the drugs and people laughed? Check this out. How did the CIA bring LSD to America? Well, part of the search, as part of the search for drugs that would allow people to control the human mind, they became aware of LSD. LSD popped up on their radar. And it became an obsession for the early directors of this program, MKUltra. Sidney Gottlieb, MKUltra director. He is the individual who brought LSD to America in the early 50s. He arranged for the alphabet agency he worked for to pay almost a quarter million dollars to buy the world's entire supply of LSD. Unfortunately, we don't have anything in the mailbag today, but do you have a question or comment for WBHNNJ? Leave us a voicemail and it may get played on the air. Call 1-732-807-5574 to leave your message for us here at the podcast. We always look forward to comments, questions, and what have you from literally all over the world, and we enjoy hearing what you have to say. So give us a call at 1-732-807-5574. No longer on Podbean. We switched hosting sites. What this means is that if you download the Anchor FM app for iOS or Android, you can then interact with the podcast on a whole new level. It's now easier than ever to leave your voice messages, co-host, or appear as a guest. So download the app and join the conversation. For years, Robinson has been spreading conspiracy theories. The government's poisoning the water. Did you know the Federal Reserve's not a part of the federal government? The government's hiding UFOs. Gun registration leads to gun confiscation. We all know the CIA's shipping in the drugs. The leftists are the true usurpers of the Constitution. The government can read your mind through algorithms. He's getting too big. We must stop him. We must silence him. He's telling the truth. Too much of it. The world's entire supply, okay? He brought it to the U.S., spread it around to hospitals, clinics, prisons, and other institutions, asking them through bogus foundations to carry out research projects to find out what LSD was and how they would react to it, how people could react under the influence of it, and how it could be used for mind control, for mind control, for mind now, people volunteered for these experiments and started taking it and found it good. Then they told their friends about it. Interestingly, the author 
of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Ken Kesey. He got LSD in an experiment sponsored by the Alphabet Boys. Sidney Gottlieb was the plug. Robert Hunter, the lyricist for The Grateful Dead, got his through the Alphabet Boys. Wow. Allen Ginsberg, the poet as well. Wow. The Alphabet Boys were really... They had the hookup. It's ironic the Alphabet Boys thought they'd be controlling humanity with the the LSD, but it turns out that whole counterculture of LSD heads, they are no fans of the Alphabet Boys. The book also talks about how one of the experiments was on a prisoner, crime boss Whitey Bulger. Bulger. He volunteered for it because it was uh, supposed to be an experiment aimed at finding a cure for schizophrenia. So he was given LSD every day for, for over a year. And then at some point he realized that it had nothing to do with, with, with uh, schizophrenia. He was just a guinea pig. Unwitting. It's not noble. It's not noble. They just wanted to see if they could make someone lose their mind by giving them LSD daily for a long period of time. Bulger wrote afterward about the experience, which he describes as horrific. He thought he was going insane. Here's a quote from him. I was in prison for committing a crime, but they committed a greater crime on me. Yeah, I have to agree with him. That's what you call a crime against humanity. They did it across universities, research centers. It's at other institutions, whatever, wherever. It's all classified, so we'll never know. Some of it's declassified, but the details? No, they're not. They're not available. Bulger actually said he was going to go find the doctor that gave him that, that was heading a program for him, and kill him. Whoa. Book talks about. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Black Helicopter news. Don't go anywhere. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. scheduled program to bring you this terrifying report. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancaked. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? New York very much a city still in chaos. The phones are not working properly. The subway lines are not working properly. The sky now blank with smoke in front of us, just across the Tigris River here. This is shock and awe, Tom, for the population of Baghdad. And awe, indeed. The people you liberate will witness the honorable and decent spirit of the American military. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. Come on. 
It is a big idea, a new world order. I love my dad. I'd kill for him. I'd go to prison for him because I love him so much. I love Bill Clinton. What does that make Hillary Clinton to the Bush family? <laughs> My sister-in-law. When you are subverting the power of government, that, that's a fundamentally dangerous thing to democracy. What do you think of Edward Snowden? I think he's a traitor. Obama is the one that kills the U.S. troops if the Russians bomb any of them. Obama is the one that put them in harm's way. Obama is the one using them as human shields. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. Welcome to America, ISIS. This is what we do. Woo! people that have taken your asses out in this building right now we're armed to the teeth and we're not scared you got that you sons of bitches in 2012 your agency was saying quote the salafists the muslim brotherhood and al-qaeda in iraq are the major forces driving the insurgents in syria mm -hmm. in 2012 the u.s was helping coordinate arms transfers to those same groups why did you not stop that why didn't you come forward before what were you waiting for well for you inspector i needed you I had this feeling that everything was connected. We're all part of it. Are we ready for it? You're listening to Black Helicopter News. And now, on a lighter note, here's what's making him. back so the book goes on to talk about the cia hiring nazi doctors and japanese tortures to learn the methods mm. apparently this was a continuation of work that began in japanese and nazi concentration camps camps so this so the alphabet boys actually hired those perpetrators from other countries to come and explain what they had found out so they could build on top of their research it's not noble. It gives an example. Nazi doctors had conducted experiments extensive, extensively with mescaline at Dachau concentration camp. And the alphabet boys were really interested to find out maybe if mescaline was the key to mind control. So they investigated. They hired the doctors, Nazis, to advise them. They also provided info about sarin gas and lecture officers. Talk about how, how long it took to die from sarin gas. All right, let's rush through this. I can't, this is a big article. I do advise you to read it in full, putting a link in the show notes. But the, the experiments were unsupervised. Oh, that's great. And extreme. And overseas. So they had officers in Europe and Asia capturing enemy agents, expendable people. They'd grab them, throw them in cages, and then just test all kinds of LSD and drug and concoctions and give them elect electroshock, temperature, extreme temperature, sensory isolation. Wow. And bombarding them with questions at the same time. Whoa. These are some savage individuals, folks. That's why I have a hard time considering them heroes to this day. A lot of skeletons in the closet. Unsupervised. He had a license to kill. Sidney Gottlieb. He was allowed to requisition human subjects across the U.S. and the world and subject them 
to any kind of abuse he wanted, even up to fatal abuse. He had no one watching him. He was unsupervised. Oh, the book also touches how he destroyed evidence about his experiments when he left the Alphabet Agency. At the end of his career, in 72, person that was above him that gave him this license to kill, that let him do this experiment, was then director of the CIA, Richard Helms, was removed by President Nixon. Once he was gone, it was only a matter of time before he would go too. But the best thing was that, the, that Helms was the only other person that knew what he was doing. So since they were both on their way out of the agency, they agreed they should destroy all the records. Cover their ass. Gottlieb drove, physically drove out the CIA records. I'm sorry, the Alphabet Boy Agency Records Center and ordered the archives to destroy boxes full of them. However, luckily there were some found in other places, and those are the ones we have to this day that we can examine, although redacted. So there's still enough evidence to know a little bit about what went on, but anyway, he covered his ass pretty well. He never went to jail. He was never prosecuted for his crimes against humanity. And I love this one quote I found on, actually, Wikipedia about it later years in his life. So when he left the agency in 72, he, he felt his work hadn't been effective. Well, I don't blame him. He said they only were able to fulfill one of the two-step processes to destroy someone's mind. They didn't find a way to put that new, to put a new mind in. So basically he just spent his time psychologically torturing people. Yeah, of I hope you would feel that a career of that was ineffective. Accomplished nothing. But anyway, he moved somewhere in Virginia on a farm, raised goats afterwards, and advocated, get this, peace and environmentalism. <laughs> People eventually have to uh, look themselves in the mirror and hope a monster's not looking back. Well, that's going to wrap things up from the WBHN New Jersey podcast studio. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Black Helicopter News. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, to the show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this show with family, friends, and loved ones. You can follow us on social media, Black Helicopter News on Facebook, President Zen One on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Andrew Robinson signing off. We don't need a wall. Yeah, we don't need to have everyone go through 
the points of entry. We should just let everyone over the border. This is why we have the ports of entry. This is why we vet people. This is why you need a barrier. Everyone has a door on their house, right? Why don't you keep that open? Why don't you just let everyone in without asking questions? Would you ever do that? Someone you don't know? Would you just say, hey, come on in? I don't know you. Doesn't make a difference. Come on in. And then you find out that this individual is a rapist, a murderer, a gang member. No, you would never do that. It's the same with the country. You just don't let people in. Muted.